Hello there. You're listening to the Holy Week podcast series from the Ackland Avenue Church of Christ. From the triumphal entry to the Last Supper to the cross to the empty tomb, we invite you to enter into the most significant week in the history of the world. May this week be filled with prayer and reflection as we consider these significant scriptures. Christ has come. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart out of this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. During supper, when the devil had already put it into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, that he had come from God and was going back to God, rose from supper. He laid aside his outer garments and, taking a towel, tied it around his waist. And he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, Do you wash my feet? Jesus answered him, What I am doing you do not understand now, but afterward you will understand. Peter said to him, You shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, If I do not wash, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, The one who is bathed does not need to wash except for his feet, but is completely clean. And you are clean, but not every one of you. For he knew who was to betray him. That was why he said, not all of you are clean. When he had washed their feet and put it on his outer garments and resumed his place, he said to them, Do you understand what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for so I am. If I then, your teacher and Lord, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example, that you should do just as I have done to you. Truly, truly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself, and glorify him at once. Little children, yet a little while, I am with you. You will seek me, and just as I said to the Jews, so now I also say to you, where I am going, you cannot come. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, just as I have loved you, you are also to love one another. By all this, people will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Holy God, may your Spirit convict our hearts that we might more fully be your people and more joyfully do your will. Amen. The story of Jesus washing the disciples' feet has always resonated powerfully with me. When I was immersed in a small congregation in Macomb, Illinois in 1972, I was also working as a newly minted EMT at the county hospital-based ambulance service. When we weren't chasing accidents, we were feeding and walking convalescing patients giving bed baths, and helping patients with bedpans. I distinctly remember thinking that one day I might be a patient and in need of such care. So I made it a point to try to learn empathy and compassion and presence, no matter how menial the task. I didn't always succeed, but I still think that job taught me a lot about how to serve. 
We live in a service-saturated time when community service permeates our schools and our workplaces and our churches. Until this last year, Lipscomb students had to complete two levels of, of service learning to meet graduation requirements. Most of the applications I reviewed for the Honors College I oversaw mentioned anywhere from 50 to 500 hours of community service performed while in high school. Employers sponsor service days and churches provide an abundance of opportunities to give back. But you and I can do service without becoming a servant. I can pick and choose the opportunities with which I am comfortable. I can decide how long and in what capacities I will volunteer. I can serve from a place of privilege and condescension, patronizing or worse yet rendering powerless and invisible those I serve. What would it look like if I ad adopted the identity of a servant? Regardless of whether I'm a full professor or a CEO, an elder or a minister, a receptionist or a facilities worker, what would it look like if I approached every encounter with a towel and a wash basin, if no request were too meager for my attention? When I stand in front of another person, regardless of differences of power, status, color, religion, sexual orientation, gender identity, class, when I stand in front of another person, can I be a servant to that person? Can I set aside my own sense of entitlement and prerogatives and be fully present for that person and fully prepared to serve in whatever way God enables? Jesus shows us the way. He did not hold on tightly to his place next to the Father. Instead, he emptied himself, taking the form of a servant. Let us, brothers and sisters, have the same mind in us that was in Christ Jesus. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. You've been listening to 900 Ackland Avenue, a podcast for the Ackland Avenue Church of Christ. If you'd like more information about our community, our church website is http colon slash slash Thanks again for joining us. God bless.